Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Teen Time on Radio Three. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. The world's smallest transistor, made from a mere six atoms of carbon suspended between two gold electrodes, has been created by scientists from Yale University and South Korea. Although transistors, which amplify or switch electric signals, are the fundamental building blocks of modern electronic devices, this new breakthrough won't be found in computers and mobile phones anytime soon. Traditionally, the smaller the transistor or semiconductor is, the smaller the end product can be. However, this new six-atom transistor isn't very efficient and gives off too much heat when compared to larger ones. It's also not very reliable, and for any new electronic development to work commercially, it has to be extremely reliable. So, although the smallest ever transistor is an amazing achievement, there's a lot more development needed before it can be incorporated in smaller laptops. Think of dinosaurs roaming the Earth millions of years ago, and you probably picture a T-Rex running down its prey and tearing it limb from limb. But new research on dinosaur remains found on the Chinese mainland suggests that some dinosaurs might have had poisonous teeth. The Cynornithosaurus, which lived around 125 million years ago, may have overpowered its prey with poison that flowed through grooves in many of its teeth. So when the beast bit into its prey, the venom ran down its teeth and into its food. Of course, the venom was only lethal to other animals and not to the dinosaur itself, but it would have made it a much more efficient killer. Many poisonous reptiles today have similar features on their teeth, but this is the first time that it has been seen with dinosaurs. If you suffer from those severe headaches called migraines, then you'll appreciate how debilitating they are. Often, bright light makes these headaches worse. But why? New studies in migraine sufferers across the United States suggests that it's likely due to crisscrossing of nerve fibers in a part of the brain called the thalamus. However, what was more surprising was that blind people susceptible to migraines also suffered worse when they were subjected to bright light, even though few could actually see it. So it is likely that migraines might be due to the nerve pathways from cells in the eye not connected with vision, and that those nerve pathways might cross with other ones to cause the horrible headaches. But again, there's a lot more research needed before we can banish migraine headaches for good. Many species of animal or bird will head to another part of the world at different times of the year. This migration might be to go somewhere warmer, cooler, or perhaps a place with more abundant food. Many birds will fly thousands of kilometers in these migrations, but in a new study just out, a bird called the Arctic tern regularly flies a round-trip distance of 70,000 kilometers per year. Probably longer than any other bird, it flies from pole to pole, spending northern hemisphere summer months at the North Pole and the southern hemisphere southern months at the South Pole. 
It darts between different landmasses on the trip but may have at least one month at sea. Scientists fitted several of these birds with ultra-lightweight tracking devices and so were able to see how far and where they flew. When the yearly trip of 70,000 kilometers is added up over the lifetime of the bird, it's the equivalent of three trips to the moon and back. Some of the most simple things we see in nature are unbelievably complex. If you look at a bee landing on a plant or flower, it always does it perfectly, with no crash landings or falling over. A honeybee's brain is the size of a sesame seed and weighs about a milligram, yet bees and other insects manage to perform really complicated tasks, including smooth landings, often upside down. So if we could learn how they do that, then we might be able to develop better ways for landing helicopters or even spacecraft. That's what researchers in Australia have been studying. How come the bees always land on their feet? It seems that bees slow to a hover at 13 millimeters away from wherever they're going to land, pause for a moment, and then land. It might be because of some sort of internal radar, but more likely they are using their eyes. So if we could unlearn the way that we think of landing spacecraft, then maybe this type of biological autopilot could teach us far more efficient ways to take off and land in space. So once again, nature is far smarter than we give it credit for. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for another week. Remember, though, that you can read it back on the Teen Time website at any time. See you next week. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.